everyone. It has been a little bit of a crazy week recording the podcast. And in the background, I don't know if you can hear, my dogs are chewing their bones in the background. And a minute ago, they were barking their heads off, so I couldn't record. But this week, I have Brittany, who is an animal communicator on the show. We are going to answer the questions, can you communicate with your animal? Do animals reincarnate? And do animals grieve? And how can we tell that they are grieving? Brittany is soon going to be offering a Zoom class, a 12-week course on how to communicate with your animal. She also does mediumship, animal mediumship. So we will tell you how you can get in touch with Brittany. And also in the show notes is some links of how you can get in touch with her if you're interested in that. So as I said, recording this interview was a little interesting because as soon as Brittany started talking, you are going to hear my dogs go totally freaking nuts and they would not stop. And I am used to Tomlin kind of doing it once in a while, but not while I'm trying to record and Ranger never does it. And he was doing it too. So you're going to hear my dogs freaking out in the beginning of the recording And then throughout the recording, you're going to hear some other little noises and knockings and things that were not happening at the time of the recording. So lots of little interesting noises that you're going to hear. And at a later, very soon date, I will be telling you why you're hearing all those things. But try and ignore them for right now. The other kind of weird thing was when I went to replay the interview at the beginning, the same spot that the dogs are barking in the recorded um, interview, they started barking again uncontrollably. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something with Brittany's energy, her voice, maybe our energies together. I'm not really sure, but... It was rather interesting. So like I said, sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation and kind of tune out all the other stuff. And like I said, very soon, I'll be telling you all why you're hearing all these word noises. So here's my interview with Brittany. So I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, I am too. Yes. Okay, you have Frenchie, I mean, and Tomlin, and who else? And Ranger. They're on the, they're wrestling on the bed. Okay, mom is on the podcast. It's time to play. (laughs) Precious. Lay down, boy. Oh, boy. Tomlin's getting the zoomies. (laughs) His zoomies consist of just barking because he can't run around. Hey. Oh, my goodness. Morning, Tomlin and Ranger. How are you? Yes. You want to be on camera? Okay. 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 <laughs> all right. So, um, first of all, you're an animal communicator. Yes. So, what does that mean, and how do you communicate with animals exactly? How does that work? Okay. So, I have a conversation with them, just like I do a person. So, I'll ask them intuitively a question and then I'll wait for an answer and just like if you're communicating with a person if you don't completely understand they may correct you so 
That's my process. No, okay. I don't read pictures or anything. I just speak directly to them. So, hey. Oh my God. <laughs> they never do this. Boys, lay down. They're ready to be heard. I guess. <laughs> At a whole different level. This is so weird. Usually they just lay there. Okay, Ranger, especially you. <laughs> lay down. So, do you do? Do you speak out loud to them, or mentally? In my mind, mentally. Okay. Yeah, so, how did you figure out that you had this gift? Well, I took a class, and the reason I took a class is because when it was time for my angel to transition. It broke my heart. And I was very blessed to be introduced to two animal communicators. I didn't even know it was such a thing. And it's like, you know what? Next time I'm going to hear my animals because it's so devastating. And it's still devastating when they tell me that it's time to go, their mission. However, I can hear them and I can honor their wishes. And so I don't, I don't carry that guilt. In the what ifs, you know, did did I do the right thing? Did I do everything that I could for them? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you audibly hear them, or like mentally, like you feel them talking to you? You feel what they're saying. So I feel, I know, and they'll give me images. Oh, okay. I and you learned how to do lot. this through a class. Yes. You had to have like some kind of intuitive gift before that, or something like. Are you just, are you into uh, an intuitive person just in general? I am, but not originally. Like originally I believe that if you were gifted, like you remembered your gifts from early on. And so I thought I had no gifts and now I'm an animal communicator. Now I do energy work. I created my signature program to assist people and animals to heal because I've tried so many programs. I've, I'm trained in different modalities but the results were short term mm. and I had a lot of trauma I had to clear. So. And I know you believe in past lives and things. So was that trauma from past lives and well, this life or. Yes. Um, so there's an origin to our trauma and it's usually thousands of years ago. So like once you experience that trauma, the survival instincts, the beliefs, the patterns, an energetic blueprint is created. And so every time that you incarnate, you're attracting similar situations and experiences until you clear it. And that's why it's so challenging to heal because it's so deeply ingrained. Mm. And so I started clearing my past lives. And with most technique, I'm able to clear the, the stuck emotions in my body. And when I, when I did a body journey, I'm very clairvoyant. Like I was taken to my knees. And I could see the fear just radiating throughout my body and out into the cosmos. Mm. So it's going to be very challenging to step into your power and manifest your dreams if you're sending off these frequencies of fear and lovable. And um, so like the fear, that's not the core belief. We have to discover the core belief, like unlovable, um, not deserving of love. Like those are core beliefs. And I'm all about like, going to the root of the cause to expedite the healing like these past lives they're the foundation of the present so you believe that animals have reincarnation also 
And are they always animals reincarnated? Were they people at some point? Can they go back and forth? I think it's their choice, whatever their path is. And I've had a being, my angel, my first dog, she has incarnated with me four times. And she currently is with me. She came back um, November 4th of last year. And she just like magically appears. So like, no, if you leave your state and your home, they will find you. I had no intention of adopting any more animals. Like I have four cats and a dog and I'm going through a transition and she just showed up. So when you see that dog, you know, you just know that right away when you see the dog, that that's, that's your angel. Well, the second time that she incarnated, she came during my um, animal communication course and she just showed up out of the blue. I didn't even see her. I was trying to get my son and my groceries in and he said, look, mom. And he and he was purring at his legs. He was a male straight cat. And as soon as I stopped trying to communicate with him, he told me he was angel return. I was like, no, you're not. Like we said goodbye. And I'll see you when I go to heaven. Like, I believed in reincarnation for people, but I didn't know anything about animals at that point. And that was one of the reasons he came at that that time. And uh, so I took it, you know, I took him to the vet. He wasn't chipped. He needed to be neutered. And then I took him to the class. And my teacher confirmed that he was um, angel. Oh, wow. Yes. And also he came at that pivotal point to assist try to get my attentions to step into my power but I wasn't ready I, I just I couldn't do it so unfortunately he was only with me for a year as a wake-up call and so um you know that my animals have that leverage now it's like you know what keep going step into your power otherwise we may leave so did the, um, the cat just disappear like just one day was gone or he had a health issue he was only three like mm. an, animals are amazing manifestors and so he set everything up that um, time was of the essence. Uh, I had just taken him to the vet and the vets told me it had been a long-term issue. However, I wasn't aware of it. Like he kept that top secret. It was just all of a sudden. And so his bladder was enlarged. They felt like he was going into kidney failure. So I need to make, I needed to make the decision to euthanize or um, admit him to the mm -hmm. hospital and see if they could help him. And, you know, if I did, if he was able to pull through, he would be required to stay inside, which um, he did not want to do and be on a special diet. And so I asked him because the animal communicator I reached out to didn't respond. And uh, he said that he's, he said his mission was complete. And so I sat down and I was like, why do you keep, forcing me to euthanize you. This is breaking my heart. And he reached out his paw and he's like, mom, I'm still here. He's like, it's so hard to leave you. Thank you for being brave. And so, um, and then the beginning of last year, he returned as a wild bird that my son found. And uh, she was so young. Like you could see through her skin, her eyes weren't open. And um, I was kind of freaked out because I've never taken care of a bird before. and. So I just said like healing and I asked like why she was there. And part of the reason was to initiate a new path for me. And she said that she comes and goes 
because she's in a higher realm and she can bring these higher frequencies to really like shift my life. Yeah, there's huge changes when she comes. And uh, so she was with us for nine nine days, and um, she did. De- she definitely uh, initiated a new path for me. Wow. So, so, like, what happened? If you want to share, like, what happened? How did this little baby bird do that? So I was able to start stepping into my power. I had been trying to launch my animal communication business for four years, and I couldn't. Like, I. Every time I would practice online, every third or fourth person would be rude. Mm. And like, I knew I was attracting it because I needed to heal my trauma, but I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. And so I asked for guidance. It's like, I have been, I've been able to access my past lives and other people's for a while, but I didn't know how to clear it. And so I discovered breath work. Like if you take a deep breath, you're accessing the subconscious. So I started creating techniques to clear the past lives. And um, so I'm currently utilizing my third technique. It's so much easier, more effective (laughs) than my first one. And so I now have a website. I'm launching my business and I have, I have confidence when I show up to my sessions. It's like, I'm going to be able to access the necessary information. I'm going to be able to follow my guidance and really assist people and animals. Um, so that was huge. And my mission for this year is to manifest the people and resources to open non-kill healing ranches internationally here in the States and other countries. And um, it's really time that we stop defining who we are by our traumas and fears and step into our power, fulfill our purpose in the world and assist others to do so. And the greatest gift that you can give your animal is to step into your power mm. because there are mirrors. Like even though they're here for their own journey, because they're such unconditionally loving beings, they're here to assist us to heal and manifest our dreams. And also I'm really excited because I'm working, I'm recreating my one-on-one sessions into a 12 week intensive healing program. Oh, nice. Yes. So that people and their animals can step into their power in every single session people will have the opportunity to communicate with their animals. So by the end, your connection is going to be at an even deeper level. Yes, people have an amazing connection with their animals, but now they're going to be able to hear them. And we're going to clear those past lives that are running in the back background for animals and their people and creating problems. And we're going to clear the emotional, the stuck emotional beliefs in the physical body and utilizing most technique, we're also going to bring in um, your wishes and your desires and program them in at a cellular level so that you're radiating that frequency rather than this fears, unlovable uh, worthiness issues. So is the course for the human, the animal or both? Like, are we clearing both and working on? OK, that's yeah. cool. And it's for people that have senior pets, it's people that have transition animals, because even though they're not here in the physical, they still have those energetic blueprints that are creating issues when they return. Wow. So, yes. So anyways, when they return, you know, if they choose to reincarnate in this lifetime, your relationship 
is going to be at a whole different level because they're not there assisting a person to heal and, and manifest their dreams, right? The healing's been done. So now they can partner up. And also, you know, your animals are still helping you from the other side. Do you mind if I share Mo's yeah. story? Yeah, go ahead. Because he really, he, uh, he would really like that. Um, so I was really blessed to meet Mo three years ago. Um, he was being rehomed. He was about 15 at that point. So, um, the end of February, the end of January, all of a sudden last Wednesday night, not this week, but the following, the previous week in, in sorry, in January, um, late that night, he was very sick. And so when I connected, um, I always worked with, with the beings of light. I was told to listen with my heart and he said his time was near. And I, I was waiting for that correction. I was hoping it was coming, but it wasn't. Mm. And so the next day, um, I knew the time had come because he was in really bad shape. And he said that he needed assistance because as much as it hurt me to lose him, it, it was very painful for him to leave us. And so thankfully, I was able to find a vet that had an appointment available at 10 o'clock that morning. And um, so my son was home from school. I, I just like I couldn't even cope with that, you know, getting him up. I'm sorry. That's okay. And this is painful. But Mo um, wants us to share our story. So he asked that my son was there to say goodbye. And so I explained to my son that Mo, Mo's wishes and that um, Mo needed help walking out of his body to heaven. And so he was very brave and he was there and said his goodbyes. And um, so whenever my son's feeling sad, we go ahead and call in Mo. And we ask him to lie on his chest. And, uh, you know, this is a part of my son's path as well. And so we do that to work through um, the grief. And so on Friday, um, and everyone who has lost a fur baby, they know how devastating it is that the grieving process is very long and painful. And on Friday, I had made plans to... Um, just like really grieve for the next two weeks because I was devastated and I couldn't pull it together to do anything. And um so anyways, Mo had other plans, just like out of the blue because I, I couldn't really hear him through my pain. He gave me an exercise. And so an hour and a half I did the exercise and all that devastating grief that you feel to the very core of your being, um, it was replaced by lightness. And like I'm still sad he's gone, and it's even harder to discuss. But I don't feel that devastation, and so that's huge. And our <laughs> fur babies—they don't want us to be devastated. Like they're still here with us, and we have things to do, and they're going to assist us from the other side. They want us to connect with them, and how because we have that soulful connection. Like if your relationship is that deep. I guarantee that you've been together before and that you'll wow. see them again. And they, they, they can, they're more expanded on the other side. 
and they can expedite fulfilling our missions if we connect with them, if we let go of that grief. And I know that there's some people that, and, and this is, this can be unconscious. It can be conscious. There's an aspect of them that feels like if they let go of the grief, then they're losing that connection to their fur baby. And they even yeah. feel like they've, um, they've betrayed them mm-hmm. because they're not grieving them. And that's not what your fur baby wants for you. Right. They want you to step into their power and continue that journey in a different way that they began when they incarnated with you. So I'm going to continue to share Mo's story and how this unfolds because I know he's helping me from the other side to um, manifest our mission, our ranches. Yeah, so um, I'll definitely, you have a website or how would people that want to get into this um, program that you're going to be doing, how would they get a hold of you? Um, livingmiraclesanctuary.com. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes as well so that I'll put a link in there so that we could do Cause I want to do it. <laughs> I want to do it. That would be awesome. Especially with my, with my Tomlin, I was telling you how, um, I got Tomlin while my listeners don't know. Um, I had a friend that, um, was a coworker actually, um, that got sick. She was a traveling, um, tech, so she didn't have any family here when she got just suddenly sick and was in the hospital and she found out that she had gastric cancer. And so she had established all her doctors here and everything. And so, um, while she was in the hospital, I said, well, I'll take care of your little Frenchie, you know, Tomlin. And it was supposed to be temporary, you know, but um, it ended up being permanent. She passed away in September and she was here um, with him and I for a good 10 months. So that was nice because, um, you know, they had been separated for a while while she was sick. And so, you know, it was nice to have them back together. And then my dog, Ranger, also got very, very attached to her. Like I had no dog while she was here. Like he if she was in the bathroom, he was like right outside the door, you know, and had to be like touching her all the time on her, you know? And so, um, they both got to watch her get sicker, you know, and sicker. And then at the end, she was kind of trying to, um, disengage from them because she knew. And so she was not paying attention to them. Didn't really even want to see them. She didn't even want to say goodbye to them. She, she couldn't do it, but at the end, she, you know, asked if I would take care of Tomlin. So I did. And, um, when she started getting sicker, he kind of started having, um, some behavioral things, you know, going on that he hadn't had in the whole year and a half before that I had him. And so he's still, he's a good dog, but he's like 12. Um, and so he's getting older. He has to wear diapers. If I leave, <laughs> I have to put a diaper on him and stuff. So he's a lot of work, but I love him. And, um, so I just wonder like how that affects dogs. Um, because he'd never really, it didn't look like he was like missing her or greeting, but just little behaviors were, uh, you know, like I said, he kind of acted up for a little bit. And how does that affect dogs? And illness and that kind of and death from an, an owner's death well all animals are different and just like people you know some can take it better because 
they can still visit and see their person. So, and then others, it's a lot. So it just kind of depends on the animal. Yeah. So is that something that has to be cleared or maybe not, depending on if they are having trauma about it, I guess? I would definitely clear it because, like, they experienced it. So it's at a cellular level. And you don't want it to, like, impact them in, in the next lifetime. Like, it could be triggered and um, it could be, like, more intense. So, you know, I'm assuming. Now, I believe there's circumstances where a person may have chose a particular ailment, like, this lifetime to experience it. But majority of the time, the origin is in a past life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, her and Frenchie, there's a strong possibility that they've played this this dynamic out before. And so, yeah, like, if it's traumatic, I would clear it. Now, how how can you tell if an animal is expressing grief? Or, like, how do you know that? How do you know they have grief, number one? And then how do you, how can you tell that they've released it? We ask them and usually their behavior will shift in some form. Okay. Interesting. Cause like, you know, like I said, I don't see Tomlin like reacting any different. He's kind of like a, um, he's not like a very snuggly dog. Like my ranger, he doesn't show a lot of emotion, put it that way. He doesn't, you know, he's kind of like very, you know, he'll wag his tail sometimes, but like Ranger, all you have to do is like talk, you know, say one thing to him and he's like wagging his tail and like, you know, but Tomlin's is very kind of like, but yeah, you can't really, I can't read him. You know, he's just kind of like Ranger, I can read. And he's like, right. He's an open book, but you can tell if he's sad, not feeling well, happy, you know, but Tomlin's just kind of like the same. Okay. So. I'll share a quick story if that's okay to give you an example. So I was working with, um, I was connected with a dog and this person and um, like the past life that he shared was very traumatic and it definitely correlated to the present and the health issues. Um, so anyways, like he acted like it was no big deal and it seemed like the healing was more for the person. And so I asked him about that. I was like, do you even need healing? Like, you're not reacting. And he was like, I do. You know, I I experienced that situation, so it's impacting me. And he was like, you know what? I am doing my best to stay happy and cheerful to help others. Mm -hmm. So, like, if they've experienced trauma, it needs to be cleared even though they may not be exhibiting like the signs that we would expect or we mm -hmm. would, or we would um, show, show others, but it's still there. So how, how do you believe that manifests? Like um, when you have an illness, do you believe that you choose that in that life or that it's something that you haven't learned yet from a previous life? So I believe that physical ailments are a manifestation of emotional issues. So let's say thousands of years ago, you experienced a trauma and it's progressed over the lifetime. Like you, you may have chosen, like, let's have this physical ailment because, so this is an end of a cycle. 
It's so important that people and animals heal. That's why Mother Earth is ascending. And I don't know what it necessarily looks like, but like if people haven't cleared their cycle, they may choose to reincarnate on another planet that is going through the ascension process again. Mm-hmm. I personally don't want to go through this again. It's been challenging. So, but you know, the person may be like, okay, let's have this, let's have cancer because it's obvious and it's a trigger and it's going to cause me to go on this journey and discover the root cause. And like, you know, people have been burned at the stake, like all kinds of things. And this lifetime, we have the security, we have the knowledge to clear up these patterns, these energetic blueprints that are causing all these issues for us. So when you say ascension process, what is what does that mean? It means that we're like healing these patterns and we're and we're overcoming that. We're we're raising our frequency. And you think Earth is ascending right now? Yes. That's why and we're going through all these issues. Okay. So the issues are bringing up what needs to heal, basically. Right. And COVID's assisting with that. Uh, okay. Certain things to light individually as a collective. It's like, you know, and like even when we're being sick, when we're sick with COVID, it's releasing. And if people are um, having physical ailments, like, you know, I know that some people are having, um, like, they're having heart issues or other issues after after the COVID because the COVID brought it on. There's a weakness there. There's something there that's being triggered that has to be healed. Otherwise, they wouldn't react like that. Just one, I'm just trying to think, like, how how is that communicating with somebody? Like to get them to think a certain way and realize that this needs to be worked on. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think like for my friend, when she was in it, she was just so focused on getting better. She never, she thought she was going to be, get better and, you know, have a, I mean, up until the last day, she was like not believing that this was it, you know, cause she was young and had so much to, more to do. She lived life to the fullest. And, um, so I don't think she was thinking, I don't know, maybe she was, I guess it would have self-reflect, especially if it's, uh, you know, a, a illness like cancer or something serious where you're like, I could die from this. And then you kind of self-evaluate. I guess that's how it would kind of play out and be, so I'm just trying to think how the illness makes you think about what you need to change, but that would probably be it, I guess, kind of a self-evaluation after kind of having a scare you know absolutely and and we have to remember that like on the other side when we're making these grand plans of how we're going to heal and assist others it's it's easy right we're not like stuck in all this trauma right when we come we have this amnesia and we're just like trying to survive it isn't that weird like why does that i mean you you choose this life and to go through these things to learn something and then but then you're struggling when you get here you know it's kind of like why 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 isn't it easy if this is what we're supposed to be doing and we're supposed to be doing it to heal like why is it so hard when we get here to figure this out like we knew it and then we get like you said we get amnesia yeah. when we get here and it's like what was I supposed to do yeah and what am I doing here I know I'm supposed to be doing something 
Right. And it's, it's like all part of our growth, but it's challenging. So I was, um, you, when we were talking um, before the interview, you said that you believe in that our karma and our baggage affect our animals. So what do you mean by that? It does, because just like, so they choose their own journey, just like us. And because they're such unconditionally loving beings, they're here to help us on our path and to heal and manifest our dreams. So they may be our mirror. They may, and they'll also carry our energetic and physical baggage to lighten our load. Mm. So, and they, they do that because they love us so much. But personally, I don't want my animals to do that. And I didn't know that they were my crutches. Like I was stay, I was playing small. I was in my safe little world with my animals, but I've learned so much because of my angel that has come and gone. Thankfully she's here. And, you know, part of the reason that um, she came when she did was to assist most transition, to assist all of us. And, you know, just because you adopt an animal, it's not necessarily that your animal is reincarnating. It just depends. And like when, so her name's Mystique now. And um, her. Is she a cat? Yes. She actually looks like my Mo. And uh, they have similar coloring. So her identity was top secret for a couple of weeks because she didn't want, part of the reasons were she didn't want to be named Angel for the fourth time. She wanted to be. So she waited until she got a new name. (laughs) Yes. And because she's bringing in the mystical frequencies. And also um, she wanted me to see her for who she truly is. Because these other incarnations, those were parts that she was just playing out. But, but because I'm stepping into my power, she's able to be her authentic self. That's why it's so important that we step into our power to assist our animals. Because they will take whatever measures necessary to move you forward. Mm. So do you think this cat came now because you're launching this course and they're there to help you do that? Absolutely. They're all helping me in their own ways. So are you going to have your animals in like a Zoom thing where you're like actually showing? Are you having videos or how is how is the class? What's the structure of the class? It will probably be Zoom. And so before I started creating this group session, this group program, the only way I knew how to um, assist the animals was one on one. The person, one animal at a time. So um, I did do a practice session with a woman and her three dogs. And they were all rescues. One's been with her for three years, another seven and another 10. And I didn't know if it would work, but it did. And so she, she she saw shifts like during the session. And one of her dogs, so they all felt um, happier, safer. And one of the dogs for seven years, he would wake up and he would pace in front of the window, always on guard. He's no longer doing that. That was one practice session. Yeah. So what the 12 week program would look like would be two live sessions a week and always communicating with animals. And we would clear like past lives and then we would u- utilize Mo's technique to clear it at a cellular level, those core beliefs, so that um, 
I, I just really want people and animal. I really want to assist people and animals to expedite their healing. Yeah. Because we have suffered for so long. And so I am going to, I'm not going to have like basic intermediate and um, advanced sessions. I'm just going to bring everything I have to that class to expedite the healing and manifesting people in their animals dream. When is the class? Do you have, do you have a date yet for the class? I don't. Well, let me know because I will put it on my Mind Your Own Karma site because I want to do it. I think my daughter would want to do it. And I have some friends that probably want to do it. So so tell us about this Living Miracle Sanctuary because I, I saw you posted something about it on that Facebook page, on your Facebook page. And um, but it also included um, abused women and children. Yes. OK, so everyone is welcome. However, my focus is abuse women, children, animals, especially in other countries where it's so prevalent. What is your vision for it? Okay, so I would like to open these sanctuaries, and that the name is going to be Living Miracle Sanctuary. So here in the States and in other countries. And so I'm going to incorporate this 12-week program in all of my ranches so that we can meet twice a week and assist them to heal, give them a place where they feel safe, they have hope, they have a family, because a lot of them, they've probably lost all hope. They probably feel all alone in the world, and they don't know how to move forward. And so that is the purpose. As far as the animals go, we're going to take in all the strays that needs that support. And we, I think, we'll just connect with them and ask if they would like to stay. Or, you know, animals are so intelligent. Like before I began this journey, I thought we were here to take care of them. They actually take care of us <laughs> and they see the larger picture of our lives. So we will give them, them the option, you know, is your journey to stay at the sanctuary and assist people or is it with a certain family? And we'll just see what happens. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, I definitely want um, the people to connect with the animals and um, I'll, I'll also probably start teaching animal communication and my healing modality because there's only one of me and the more people that um, have this training, they're mm -hmm. interested in this training, more people and animals can be helped. Because I think animals are pretty intuitive, you know, I mean, they could probably almost be the therapist <laughs> absolutely. absolutely you know and kind of reveal I I don't know I always see animals as you know people can be a certain way they can be pretentious they can have egos they can you know all these things but animals don't have that like they can only be themselves they can't be anything else they're they're the most authentic living thing and I think that they can be very intuitive and because of that because of oh, their absolutely but you know i'm sure they know us better than we know ourselves they could if, yeah if i could communicate with them they're both sleeping down on my feet probably here i'm snoring down here but <laughs> they they absolutely are so you have this new animal communication class coming up what other things do you offer so i do offer uh, mediumship so if a person feels like their animal's near transitioning and you don't have to wait until like the end of their life 
you know, if you feel like you have three months a year, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, definitely reach out because we can connect to them and um, you can begin your relationship at a deeper level. Can you connect to ones that have crossed over, animals that have crossed over already also? Yeah. So my sessions are different than most animal communicators. I used to relay messages. However, I now assist people to hear and see their animals. It's so much more powerful because mm-hmm. I've been, I've done either, you know, receive yeah. and been able to hear. And I'm always there to relay any messages you know, like some people, they may not be able to hear the messages accurately through their guilt. So we clear that guilt mm. and then, and I'll relay the messages and um, I'll get them to the point where they can hear them accurately. And I'm going to start incorporating um, most technique to release that grief. So for yeah. one person, my sessions now include, so when I've been doing the one-on-one sessions, um, the animal's focus has been on their person. Mm. person's healing Mm -hmm. however in the group sessions they're willing to go on their own journey so the person and the animals are receiving simultaneous healing but they're experiencing their own individual unique journey to the origins all right well i enjoyed interviewing you and i do definitely am interested in that class and like i said i know um, other people that would be so um yeah if you do like a little you know, our session just to kind of get our feet wet as to what the class would be like and all that. Just let me know because I definitely have people that would want to do that. I hope you got some food for thought and we'll maybe look at your fur babies a little bit differently today after our conversation with Brittany. If you are interested in any of the services or classes or want to know more about the sanctuary, you can find her on Facebook at livingmiraclessanctuary.com. I will also have that in the show notes and also on her Facebook page, Brittany AC, and that will also be in the show notes. Brittany is also working on a five-day free workshop that she is planning on launching next week where she's going to be teaching animal communication, chakra cleansing, past life clearing, along with some other bonus material. So go find her on Facebook or on her website for more information. I will also keep you updated on my Mind Your Own Karma Facebook and Instagram pages on the upcoming free seminar as well. So I'm just wondering, did any of you hear anything interesting or weird on this interview audio? If you did, I would love to hear about it. Send me your thoughts on what you heard at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram or Facebook. As always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. much for listening to the mind your own karma podcast today if you enjoyed today's episode i would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating or a comment it would help get the word out about this podcast and reach more people you can click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing you can also find my instagram and facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well 
If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.